0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
1: Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller?
0: I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh,
1: you got fleeced. Next caller?
0: I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan.
2: That's not a bad deal.
0: It is not. Our
2: best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T, connecting changes everything.
0: Offers vary by device subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is a transformative time for black America. Our income is at an all-time high and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints.
3: Drafted is a production of Treefort Media, Clutch Sports Group, and iHeartRadio.
2: You couldn't play football yeah. in Kansas until you were in first grade. Yeah. And so the very first organized thing you could get into was soccer. It would be like about ten kids over all bunched together, and then Bryce would be about eight yards in front of them. <laughs> and because you just had this long stride and you were just running away from him. One time he's going like nine goals. <laughs> you would just crash it up. <laughs> so funny.
4: That's crazy because I literally thought soccer was going to be my sport until football.
2: Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Go.
1: Get
3: Welcome back to Drafted, where eight elite college football players yeah. take us on their own personal journeys as they enter the NFL draft. They'll mic themselves up without producers, directors, or cameras. Offering an honest, authentic look at who these athletes are beneath the pads and what it takes to go from a childhood dream to hearing their name called on draft day. Last episode, we took a big bite out of the 300-pound world of offensive linemen. Today, we'll hear from cornerback Bryce Hall.
4: When I hear draft day, I just think dream come true. And I get butterflies in my stomach, but I also get like a burden on me that It's just something that stirs up in me when I think about it because it's like, dang, I got an opportunity to do something special.
3: And running back Keyshawn
4: Vaughn.
5: I don't care who's in front of me. I don't care what team we playing. Can't nobody step in your way. You got to be ready to just take over a game, especially playing running back. Because on the field, you got no friends on whatever game day is. You got no friends. So much in me don't allow me to quit. Ain't no quitting me. Two
3: skilled position players, thriving less on size and strength and more on speed and finesse. These positions can live and die under a perpetual spotlight. Running backs make the highlight reel plays, pick up the crucial first downs, and score the big touchdowns. They get tons of love in fantasy football, and they're the ones who celebrate in the end zone. Then, there are cornerbacks. They have to defend against ultra-athletic playmakers every snap. Often playing one-on-one against the fastest, most reliable pass catchers in the world. It's feast or famine almost every time the ball comes their way. Every play they make or don't make is highlighted for all to see. In today's episode, we're going to take you inside the lives of these two players and the obstacles they've faced to arrive at draft day. We'll hear what all the hard work, sweat, and tears mean along their bumpy roads to get to this life changing weekend, and how their football dreams are finally coming true.
5: What? What? up real quick,
3: This is Keyshawn Vaughn, an explosive running back known for his hard-nosed, violent style. A player some describe as menacing.
5: How you not do that?
3: Crash. Keyshawn could be picked as high as the second or third round or as low as the fifth or even sixth rounds in the coming draft. He's a complicated prospect, an undeniable talent, but to many, also an enigma. Keyshawn,
5: Keyshawn, how do you to do that? Come on, come on, watch out, come on. Ever since September 27, 2019, I have been doing this for my son. And that's kind of who helped guide me through the season. Even though he can't talk or nothing. Just seeing his face, I kind of understood it was a bigger purpose than just me being on that field.
1: Up,
2: down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm, proud father. Uh, My son's name is Keelan Vaughn. Spelled the same way as mine with the apostrophe, except it's K-E, apostrophe, L-A-N, Keelan Vaughn. He's six months. He'll be turning seven months on the 27th. His eyes lights up when he see me, and he ain't seen me in a a couple hours, and he see me the first time, his eyes just lights up. And you can tell he's going to be like a daddy boy. So um, that's my guy. Kayla, what are you doing? What are you doing? What you doing? Huh? <laughs> the
0: puppy likes to go
5: for a ride. I got a mouth I gotta feed now, so that's that's who I've been playing for ever since then. But before then, it was mainly just to get my family in a better position. Um, that was the biggest thing my whole life, um, I always just But I was the one who could put my family in a better position, so I stuck with football and it'll pay out soon this week coming.
3: Keyshawn runs like he's on that mission he describes, to get to the NFL, fighting through would-be tacklers and his share of adversity in hopes of one day reaching the draft.
5: I went to one of the biggest public high schools in Nashville, Pearl Cone, and so Kind of high school, I go in my freshman year, I made it to the varsity squad. Was probably didn't touch the field first four or five games. end up getting on the field late game. Scored my first touchdown against East Nashville. From now on, I was like the second string running back. end up breaking my ankle my freshman year I'm doing a playoff game against uh, CPA. The whole team felt like I don't break my ankle going we win that game. And so that was the first big injury I had playing the game. So that that let alone just kind of scared me a lot. I'm like, I don't know if I want to play this game no more. I don't know if it's for me. Now I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. And then from right there, that's when I want to quit football, kind of give it all up. But um, there's so much in so much in me don't allow me to quit. It's just not in my DNA. It just won't sit well with me as a person, as a man. Ain't no quitting me.
3: This doggedness can be seen every time Keyshawn touches the ball. One scouting report describing his playing style says, you'll get his best effort, he'll make you earn it. He is likely to outpunish you if given the opportunity, says another. Keyshawn describes his rushing attack in a different way.
5: I call it Grammy. That mean I don't care who in front of me, who trying to stop me, I don't care what team we playing. I just feel like you gotta have a, can't be fucked with attitude. Can't nobody step in your way. You gotta be ready to just take over a game especially playing running back. Because on the field, you got no friends on Saturday, Sunday, whatever game day is, you got no friends. So you got to have that mindset at all time, because it ain't no turn it on, turn it off. It's when I step on this field, no matter what field, practice field, game day, I got to be ready to go. I can't come out here, and I hope this team let me run on them today. Now nah, you got to go, go take it. You got to take what you want. Either be eight, that's to sum it up.
3: No stat is more revealing about his playing style than the fact that of Keyshawn's 1,028 rushing yards this past season, 743 of them came after contact. That means nearly 75% of the time he gained yards, he broke a tackle or dragged the defender down the field with him. That fight comes from somewhere deep inside him. But back as a high school kid returning from a serious injury, the most intimidating opponent he faced was doubt.
5: My sophomore year, that was the year I had to gain that confidence back in my ankle. You know, you going out there and, and played football in a long time, you just broke your ankle. Um, you kind of scared out there. So that sophomore year, that's kind of the season that I was able to get my confidence back in my ankle and, and myself.
3: By his senior year, Keyshawn ended up winning a state championship in track and running for 2,646 yards and 45 touchdowns on the gridiron. He was named the Tennessee Gatorade Football Player of the Year. Offers from top college programs like Ohio State, Notre Dame, Louisville, and West Virginia poured in, along with one from the local hometown school, Vanderbilt University. Keyshawn felt an urge to leave Nashville, and he liked the University of Illinois coaching staff. So ultimately, he committed to go play for the Illini.
5: I'm going to say... as far as college as a whole, things have just been crazy as hell. Before I even hit college, I was going through trials and tribulations. When I signed a couple of weeks later, my coach get put under investigation.
3: Allegations of player abuse suddenly surrounded the coaching staff.
5: So um, uh, I make it through camp my freshman year. Coach get fired a week before the first game. So now my kind of whole world just shifts. My position coach goes to head coach, and they just sent the running backs a, a grad assistant. So that was kind of what the coaching that a freshman needed, especially playing as a true freshman, you needed somebody with that coaching experience who could help guide you, especially coming out of high school, straight to college, and playing as a true freshman.
3: Most highly sought after recruits like Keyshawn choose their schools based on their close relationship with the coaching staff. A week before Keyshawn's first game of his freshman year, his coaches were gone. Keyshawn became the starter as an 18-year-old. And suddenly, his running back coach was a grad assistant barely older than him.
5: So that's kind of something I went through my freshman year, made through my freshman year good. I think I had about 750 rushing, about eight, 900 total. Made the all-freshman team.
3: By the end of his freshman season, the interim coaches were also let go, replaced by former Chicago Bears and Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach, Lovie Smith. Smith became Keyshawn's third college coach in less than a year.
5: Then sophomore year, new coaching staff come in. I was a starter for three games. Then I had got benched with no reason, no explanation. And so from there, all credit that I have built up just disappeared as far as to the NCAA world.
3: He faced another challenging moment head on.
5: Man, I feel like just at that time, I kind of didn't know what was going on myself. I was kind of still trying to figure out everything. So that was probably the most mental thing that I probably had to go through, especially like keeping my cool the whole season when I, I got benched. And don't have a reason why I got benched. Trying to find happiness, even though I really don't want to be on this team because they benched me and ain't told me why. I wanted to quit every day.
3: For the second time in his short football career, Keyshawn questions why he plays, what drives him, and whether he wants to continue.
5: That's kind of was my mindset, but I talk to my mama every day after practice. She telling me to just keep pushing. Don't don't create no bad relationship with these coaches, cause they can they can use that against you when you trying to transfer, or even they could have used it against me on um, trying to get to the league. If coaches went back and talked to Illinois staff and asked about me, so. That Illinois situation was more long-term than kind of short-term. My mama helped me get through that. But I figured the best thing for me wasn't being there, because things had kind of got out of my control. I I was no longer competing with players on the team. It was starting to become competing with coaches. And that's kind of something that I knew I couldn't do um, in my position. So the best thing for me was to leave.
3: For a player who drags defenders down the field, who gained over three-fourths of his yards after the first hit by refusing to give up on the play, deciding whether or not to leave the University of Illinois program is an excruciating decision. Quitting goes against his character. It goes against who he is. But the prospect of being a backup seems even more demoralizing than transferring. So Keyshawn looks back home.
5: When I announced I was transferring, one thing I did know Coach Mason, I called him on signing day. Like, hey, Coach, I ain't coming to Vanderbilt. I'm going somewhere else. He understood why I didn't want to um, go to Vanderbilt. He knew I wanted to get away from home. Because Vanderbilt, like, 10 minutes from where I grew up from. So he knew, he understood why I wanted to get away. He was like, oh, we got your offer waiting.
3: Vanderbilt head coach Derek Mason said he would always have an offer waiting for the hometown hero, just in case he changed his mind.
5: Me and him had already had Relationship kind of built just based off recruiting from high school and him, and him understanding that why I didn't want to go to Vanderbilt at the time That's kind of one of the only coaches who really done gained my trust. So that's how I got to Vanderbilt Coach Mason was uh, one of them guys who I knew I can trust
3: On national signing day coach Mason made the announcement
5: I'm in the running back position of course, you know looking at Keyshawn Vaughn uh, in this class, I think uh, his ability to run back, you know, to to uh, get yards out contact, to to be a home run uh, player. I know he's going to have to sit a year, but I think he's going to be tremendous in this program. It's good to get you know, in the prodigal son back home, and, and and he'll do he'll do Nashville proud. You know, he's six one five, uh, and day all day. Uh, you know, for him, I know he's glad to be back home. So, you know, we get a really good player. I think. I mean, he may be the best running back signed in this class. I don't care what school you look at. So uh, when it's all said and done, that's that's what we need.
3: Keyshawn transfers to Vanderbilt and sits out the season per NCAA rules. When I transferred
5: home to Vandy, kind of had the look, homie kind of vibes. And then also able to play scout team and get in the looks.
3: Because he can't play in games, Keyshawn practices on the scout team with the second and third string players. In football, the scout team helps prepare the starters for their opponent by mirroring the other team's system. Every week, Keyshawn ran Vanderbilt's opponent's offense, so the Vanderbilt defense knew what to expect.
5: I enjoyed that first year I transferred back home. That's really what I say was my funnest year playing football ever. On scout team, I'm able to just run around and play without hearing that. That coaching that, you know, the coaching, you don't want to hear that. You want to hear it, but, like, when you don't got to hear it, and you're, like, you just can able to run around and be free. I enjoyed doing that so much. Um, so that 2017 year on scout team, that was the year I, I looked at it as getting better, working on new things to add to my game, or to
3: improve my game. Once he finally got his chance at Vanderbilt, playing as a junior against many of the top defenses in the country, Keyshawn ran for an absurd 7.9 yards per carry. That's the 11th highest season average ever in the SEC conference. Better than the best college seasons from some of the conference's most revered running backs. Stars like Bo Jackson and Sean Alexander. Even more remarkable, Keyshawn did it on a Vanderbilt team that only won five games and lacked many other weapons on offense. Defenses could focus on Keyshawn. They just couldn't stop him. So after such a strong junior season, Keyshawn is faced with a stomach-churning decision. Enter the draft and hope his rushing numbers speak for themselves, or return to Vanderbilt for his senior season.
5: I had one year of school left. I'm a guy, like, I I hate school. Mom, she wanted me to have that degree. It's whatever with me. I don't really care about school anyway. But um, for her, it was you need that degree, and that's something that I want to give for her. Mom did a lot for us growing up, for real. There's so much, like, she, there's so much she helped us be prepared for it before we even got older. Me graduating Vanderbilt, coming back a year, was kind of because of her, too.
3: The decision wasn't only about the degree. Questions lingered about Keyshawn's potential at the next level.
5: When I had to make the decision whether to come back or go to the NFL, I had weighed a lot of things. One was my projection. I was getting fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round projections. Then I looked at it as it's a way I can get into the first round, come back and have another dominant season.
3: He returned to Vanderbilt with the goal of finishing his degree and jumping from a fourth to seventh round pick to a certain first rounder. Unfortunately, the team struggled. That statistic, about 75% of Keyshawn's yards coming after contact this past season, tells us something else. There weren't many open running lanes. He didn't have a Mackay Becton or a Tremaine Ancrum clearing the path. Defenders were constantly on top of him. Vanderbilt only won three games, and Keyshawn's numbers were down in nearly every category.
5: I mean, the season ago was great, but I graduated, made it to where I want to be, so I'm good.
3: Out to him. <laughs> but there is another way to look at Keyshawn's senior year, that it changed his life for the better, providing something much more valuable than gaudy rushing numbers or dozens of touchdowns.
5: What's up? This is Keelan, Crash. Say what's up?
3: Say what's up? <laughs> hey. Hey, buddy.
5: He ain't listening to me only nine months. So it's just going in one ear out the other. But my son, I call him Crash. The name Crash came from the situation with his mom and why he was uh, born kind of early. Friday night before a game, I get a call. She had gotten a wreck and um, rushed to the hospital. His heart rate was dropping. So they had to take him three weeks early. And that's kind of where the name Crash came from make it a beautiful thing instead of the ugly. Uh, situation that, that occurred. Me and Crash Bond is just kind of crazy. You can kind of tell that he's gonna be a daddy's boy. I can yell his name and I ain't be nowhere around him to see me, he'll just start going crazy. And that's kind of uh, me and his bond. He gets super hyped when he see me. And um, I love that boy too much.
3: Keyshawn found a purpose bigger than himself. Another reason he can't quit. One even more important. It's 9:06 p.m.
5: Crash still up. I do. Keelan. You want? To. Quit touching stuff. No. That is not for you, dude. do. Well, I've been the five days, son. Time, boy. And you ain't gonna see no time soon, is you? You don't want to? I'm gonna start putting me on the
3: bedtime. Give me the bedtime you can just do whatever you want to do. Some of the people making decisions on draft day will only see what they want to see in Keyshawn Vaughn. He's the running back version of the famous psychology inkblot test. Scouts and analysts watch a play only to report completely different accounts of what they see. Some teams wonder about Keyshawn's maturity. They have questions about why he was benched at Illinois, why he was transferred, why his numbers were down. The other camp points to his perseverance, his improvement and production as a player, and his maturity as a father. We'll be right back.
1: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know who's to get Creighton, you don't watch Creighton.
0: 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
1: And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller?
5: i say, if anything, having my son just kind of tighten up my focus more. I'm always in the house anyway, so it didn't change my behavior uh, or how I approach things. It kind of just tighten up my focus more, uh, attention to detail, knowing that he looking up to everything that I'm doing. Even if I'm not thinking he is, he
3: watching my every move, every step. He's got a new relationship with his son and with football. The way Mackay Becton's dad and Tremaine Ancrum's dad cared so deeply about their son's success, all wanting to provide a better life for them.
5: Being a father, you have to set a good example because he probably want to be just like me. And you know, I have to do everything right to give him something to look up to. I'm already putting stuff in place for him, um, so he's straight. Like, supporting everything, that's mandatory. Love, support, that's, that's required but like the small stuff, fishing, how to change tires little, little small stuff like that is what I want to do with him uh, that nobody ever did with me. Don't play running back. That's my only thing I'm going to tell him. Play a more chill position that really don't take a lot of crazy hits. That's kind of something I want to play if he is going to play football. But I mean, even if he end up wanting to play running back, can't do nothing but respect it and support it.
3: Keyshawn doesn't worry about the scouts or the pundits. These days, he's focused on controlling what he can, thinking only of the future and the ever-increasing magnitude of draft day. It's kind
5: of more like you have options um, to do really anything at this point, because it uh, wasn't really many options for me. It was football was the way I was going to get out of my situation, where I was going to make some more money. Uh, that was kind of only option I kind of had, but with him, I want him like I, I want him have so many options. Let him be able to make choices for himself. So that's why I ain't name him Junior or, or kind of anything like that, because I want to let him know that he's an individual and he can do kind of whatever he put his mind to. That's my thing. Mm-mm, no sir. There you go.
4: When I was real little, we were in class. One of my teachers, she asked me, um, She was. we had those activities where they, she asked us to draw what we wanted to be when we grew up. I remember drawing a football player. And so I remember just as a little kid, this is something I've been dreaming about.
3: This is Bryce Hall, the football player, not the TikTok star. The Bryce Hall from the University of Virginia. A cornerback, widely considered a first round pick in the NFL draft, after leading the nation and passes defended his junior year, he plays with size, strength, and remarkable speed, all on display during one crucial game.
2: I was telling Vanessa about the soccer thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> that was like. Like we wanted, this was the first organized sport that you could play.
3: His dad, Michael, tells the story over breakfast to Bryce's stepmom, Vanessa, and his girlfriend, Anzel.
2: You couldn't play football, yeah, in Kansas until you were in first grade, yeah. And so the very first organized thing you could get into was soccer. And it was so hilarious how you would be running away. It would be like about ten kids over all bunched together, and then Bryce would be about eight yards in front of them. <laughs> And he, nobody would pass the ball, anybody. So once he <laughs> broke out of it, he was gone. Boom, another goal. Because you just had this long stride. And you were just running away from him. <laughs> One time he scored like nine goals. And he, he would just crash it up. Because <laughs> it was so funny. Because he would never pass the ball.
4: Oh, yeah, I was <laughs> but selfish. No kids
2: would do Because they didn't know how to play. <laughs>
4: That's crazy because I literally thought soccer was going to be my sport until football.
3: Fast forward 13 to 14 years, Bryce showcases his talents in another crucial moment, this time against the Miami Hurricanes.
4: When I ran down the running back from Miami, the running back broke free down the sideline, and then I came from across the field and pushed him out of bounds at like 15-yard line. He ran for like almost 60 yards. They clocked me at 22 miles per hour. It's the fastest I ever ran before and something came over me to, to help me get to the, to, to the speed that I was at.
3: The top speed anyone ran in an NFL game last season was 22.3 miles per hour. The same blazing speed Bryce hit chasing down the Miami player. That little kid on the soccer field, faster than everyone else, now a junior, at the University of Virginia.
4: And then they ended up kicking a field goal on that drive and we ended up winning the game by two points. I believe the score was 15-13. And I felt like that was a defining game for our season and turned us our season around.
3: Catching that running back saved a touchdown. Holding Miami to three points instead of seven won Virginia the game. That game started a winning streak. One play changed the course of their season.
4: From then on, we went on to win eight games after that and go to the bowl game, back-to-back bowl games for the first time in like a decade.
3: Qualifying for back-to-back bowl games was a stunning turnaround for the Virginia football program, which had only won 11 games in the previous three years combined. And it was a stunning turnaround for Bryce, who seemed destined for an unremarkable college football career.
4: I never ever thought I would go to UVA And um, honestly, it was the best thing for me. I probably wouldn't have been playing defense. I would have been somewhere trying to play receiver.
3: Bryce played wide receiver in high school and was rated a two-star prospect out of a possible five. This meant he wasn't in the top 750 to 1,000 recruits in the country. And scouting services considered him unable to compete against the top athletes in his class. He only received offers from two college programs, Virginia, which had won four games that year, and Coastal Carolina, which played in the college football subdivision, essentially the minor leagues. Bryce chose Virginia, switching from offense to cornerback almost immediately.
4: My school, it shaped me. I feel like my heart's always going to be in Charlottesville, Virginia, because I came in as a boy and I left as a man and And some of the the, the principles that were instilled at me while I was at college, um, I'll never forget.
3: A lot of athletes who excel from a very young age, like Bryce, continue to dominate as they mature. They're named top recruits early in high school, like Ohio State cornerback Jeff Okuda, who received scholarship offers as early as his sophomore year, or Keyshawn Vaughn, the highly recruited Tennessee high school player of the year. Before Virginia, Bryce was an unconfident, undersized freshman at Bishop McDivitt High School.
4: There was a lot of really good players that came out of that high school. Some of them, most people know like LaShawn McCoy, Noah Spence, Ricky Waters, Aaron Berry. And I remember my coach saying one day I was, a, I was a little skinny freshman and I didn't have much confidence in myself. And he, he was saying, I can't wait to continue to grow and develop because you're gonna be the next player that's gonna have multiple offers coming out of here. And I just remember when I didn't believe in myself, he was somebody who saw that in me And I think that gave me so much confidence to know that I could actually do this thing. Like, I I knew that was my dream, but he instilled that first little bit of hope in me, and I believed that what he said was true, even when I didn't necessarily see it.
3: Bryce didn't have a five-star physique, ability, or confidence. His dad, Michael, again, on just how vast the size and talent gap was when Bryce was around middle school age.
2: There was a kid in the football, (laughs) He was from Africa. So mm-hmm. when he came, he didn't have like a birth certificate. Yeah. They
4: didn't know like how old he actually he was so. though. So they
2: estimated his age. So he was always like, they would try to say he has sideburns. It was exactly. <laughs> he wasn't. He was, was faster, stronger.
4: He was huge.
2: Most of the kids. It was all like an eighth grader playing against fifth graders. Yeah.
4: Kind of thing. The thing is, hold on, I'm about to show you. Hold on. But this is, like, freshman year of college, but he was the same size. Let me see, Bryce. I never see him. He's, he's the you same. You know what a
2: five-star athlete is? I figured it out. A five-star, you remember how you look your sophomore year after you got to UVA? Holy cow. Yeah. Size and that's what a five-star athlete looks like in high school. Yeah. Oh. They already have that.
3: It wasn't until two years into college that Bryce looked and played the way a five-star prospect does. Some of that is genetics, growing and physically maturing later. Some of it is coaching and work ethic, continuing to improve year after year. And some of it is confidence.
4: Everybody was, like, intimidated by him, including me. You were afraid of him on defense. I was scared. I I was legit (laughs) scared to play against him because he was just so much bigger than everybody else.
3: Even by the time he got to high school, somewhere in Bryce's mind, he was still that frail little fifth grader catching the ball, and getting crushed by the bigger, stronger kids. At one point, he thought maybe football wasn't the sport for him. We'll be right back.
0: An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ toledano
1: And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky.
2: They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy.
1: Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my goal!
1: <laughs> and we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller?
0: course
2: our best smartphone deals your choice of plan learn how to get the new samsung galaxy s24 plus with galaxy ai on us with eligible trade-in at&t connecting changes everything
0: offers vary by device subject to change s24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time terms and restrictions apply see att.com slash samsung for details
2: you wanted to play baseball
4: too yeah, but then I had the patience for baseball. No,
2: I didn't have patience. I gotta get a damn break. I
4: can't do
2: basketball, baseball, football, soccer. Soccer. Like, you know, you're never gonna have a weekend. Like, it's crazy. And baseball had too many games sitting there in the dusty-ass park, So I would come home with dust all over me, you know? And I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Baby games, sitting in the hot sun.
6: (laughs) (laughs) it was for hours. It's like a whole day. Yeah, it
2: was boring. I never could get it. So you didn't like baseball because I didn't like baseball.
4: (laughs) True. I thought it was because I didn't have the patience for some reason. No, it's because
2: (laughs) I said enough's enough.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. As a kid, Bryce tended to always follow his dad's lead. They've shared a close bond ever since his early elementary school days.
4: My dad has been somebody who's been um, so supportive of me. And, I, and me and him have a special relationship because it was just me and my dad in the house for a while. And whatever I was committed to, my dad, he would always do research. He was so analytical in how, like, he approached everything And uh, that's where I get my film study, my preparation, and my analytical aspect of trying to figure out and crack the codes. You know, when I go up against offenses, is I think he really instilled that discipline in me. Just watching from him, he poured a lot into me then and, and contributed a lot to where I'm at
3: now. From that little kid drawing pictures of his dream, to a fifth grader scared of getting hit by the bigger kids, to a skinny freshman full of doubt, now to a potential first-round NFL draft pick. Bryce has faced daunting challenges along the way.
4: Honestly, it's really um, shaped me and get me to where I'm at now, just from going and experiencing a lot of adversity in my life, like I, um, with my mom when she passed away when I was in fifth grade, going to sixth grade. When you experience something like that, that loss at such a young age, It does something to you. And I think for me, there were like negative repercussions I like shunned away from being opened up with people and allowing my heart to trust fully because I just didn't want it to get hurt like that again. And I realized just how important relationships are and cherishing the moments and things like that. Family is just huge for me now.
3: Bryce's hard-fought maturity is one reason why he's such a compelling prospect. But other factors are his aggressiveness, his 22-mile-per-hour speed, and the 200-plus pounds he's forged onto his six-foot-one frame. Before adding all that muscle, Bryce didn't even register on NFL radars. Then his stellar play his junior season transformed him into a second-team All-American and a projected first-round pick. The media and NFL scouts embraced his story.
0: I got to talk to the coaching staff
3: prior to this football game, and they really, really love Bryce Hall, the individual one of the most consistent guys loves the game self-made man Bryce might be as self-made as they come in football and then shockingly he turned down the pros and opted to come back for his senior season to continue building the program at virginia to continue learning and developing from his coaching staff and maybe just maybe to continue spending time with his girlfriend anzel June, a field hockey star at virginia
6: We met about two years ago um, at a party, and we just were chatting away, and we kind of like got along really well, actually. Bryce was super flirty with me, if we're being real, but you know. (laughs) All
4: right.
6: (laughs) I think he was just more into my accent, if I'm being honest, more so than anything
4: else. Yeah, I would say that.
6: But yeah, and so we met then, so we kind of were just like acquaintances, after that we didn't really nothing ever came from it and then a year later oh okay yeah and we were part of this uh, group called athletes in action at uva and it's like a christian group for student athletes so um that's how
4: we went to belize
6: yeah so we knew each other through that and so then like last year for spring break we went on a mission trip to belize together um and that's where we really like became close. But yeah, then me and Bryce kind of like hit it off. I definitely knew first that I was into him. I think he was so focused on just like football and you know, his whole career and stuff. And then uh, like halfway through the semester, I went and saw him at the hospital, like really late at night after his surgery. Cause we were out, we were in Kentucky. Um, we had played field hockey there. After that night, I think we both were like, yeah, this is it.
3: What turned out to be a defining moment for his relationship with Anzell, can only be described as a nightmare for his football career. In the sixth game of his senior season, after he'd turned down millions of dollars in the pros, Bryce got hit awkwardly on a punt return.
4: It was kind of crazy experience because I was on the ground, I saw my leg going, or my foot twisted the other way and and I knew like, okay, that's not supposed to happen. And I just remember calling over, the people from the sideline, like, y'all need to come and, you know, do something about this. It ain't supposed to look like this. And um, yeah, I I knew that was kind of, it was pretty bad.
3: It was a broken fibula, a dislocated ankle, and a torn ligament.
4: It made me realize, like, that nothing is really guaranteed. And um, to really cherish and make the most out of the opportunities that you do have in each
3: day. He missed the remainder of his senior season with the injury, and he's been rehabbing ever since. His ankle still hasn't healed enough to participate in almost any of the pre-draft workouts or combine drills for scouts. Now, with the draft only one week away, Bryce tries to put his complicated past behind him and focus on the future.
4: At the end of the day, like how things will land with the draft, it's out of your hand. Honestly, you never wanna to get to a position where you're, you're like, man, if only I had done a little bit more there, or man, had I only just taken this a little bit more serious, maybe I wouldn't be in this position I'm at right now.
3: So Bryce trains and rehabs as hard as his body will allow.
4: I'm, I'm with my girlfriend, Angel, Bill Youn. Okay, um, so right now we're running. We're, there's a whole, there's like hella hills. Yeah, hold on, there's hella hills, so what we're doing is we're just running the hills and then we're walking down the backside of them. Yep. So, let's get it.
6: All right, let's go. All right.
4: Ah. (laughs)
6: Okay, that one. That was a good one. I don't, I'm not looking forward to the next one, because that was like <laughs> a mountain.
3: It's on a hill. <clears throat> yeah. He hears the whispers and doubts. Is the ankle going to keep him out of most of the season? Will he regain his confidence on the field? Will he ever be the same player he was before? According to most sources, he's fallen out of the first round, now projected to go somewhere in the second or third rounds of the draft.
4: I'm still not 100% yet. I gotta, like, I'm being patient. I'm trying to stay disciplined and do all the right things and all that stuff. But at the same time, when I hear draft, yeah, I just think dream come true. And I get butterflies in my stomach, but I also get like a burden on me that it's just something that stirs up in me when I think about it because it's like, dang, I got an opportunity to do something special.
3: After this long road, he finally sees himself as an elite player, a five-star NFL prospect, transformed into one of the best football players in the draft. Then he got hurt. Now NFL teams have more questions than answers. He goes into the draft with as much upside and as much risk as any prospect out there. But Bryce knows what it's like when the scouts don't believe in you or when you don't believe in yourself. He's been through this before. Coming up on the next episode of Drafted.
4: This whole draft thing been feeling unreal because of corona. So with this, what are you doing right
3: now to stay in shape? Um, Why would you ask me that question? (laughs) Wide receiver
4: LaVisca Chenault. Felt like I was like in a black hole. And like just from that point on, like I feel nothing. And like I'm working on that.
3: Cornerback Asang Bassi. My hope on draft day is that my name gets called uh, Flat out.
4: Who is that? That's you? No.
3: <laughs> I think 11. Yeah, 11. Uh-huh. 11 years old. Yeah. At defensive end, Chase Young.
4: <laughs> I got stronger. Let's compare stats. Let's compare stats. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go down to numbers, that's all to that be nice. That's the only thing that matters.
3: Drafted is a production of Treefort Media, Clutch Sports Group, and iHeartRadio. The executive producers are Kelly Garner, Lisa Ammerman, Eric Salat, Sean Tatone, L. Key, and me, Keegan Michael Key. The series is produced and written by Eric Weiner, Jared Braum is our coordinating producer, Tom Monahan is our senior audio engineer, mixed and edited by Steven Johnson, additional production help from Tim Schauer, June Rosen, and Haley Mandelberg. For transcripts of the show and more information on Drafted, go to treefort.fm and for more podcasts from iHeartRadio visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years,
2: have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
1: Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own.